You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. I'm once again your host, Rich Keefe, and Ryan Davies back. What up, Davey? Just happy to be here. Good. Good to have you here. And uh, this is a, uh, we stumbled upon a, a, a big topic here for, for this episode, the Hashtag Dork Hall of Fame. The inaugural class. Correct. We can always add to this if this continues to be a podcast. Uh, that people listen to. We can always add things later on, and we'll we'll get into all the specifics. But again, we fancy ourselves a movie podcast, a TV podcast, a video game podcast, a graphic novel podcast. So let's probably put together a Hall of Fame so you know what the best of the best is in our view. Yes. And that's what we're going to do. But first, as we do every week, we start things off with this week in Hashtag Dork, and it's brought to you by Mac and Goo. And here we go. This is this is sort of an interactive one, Davey, so you can take part uh, in this. an interactive one, so I have to actually participate in this? You're going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to listen, and you're going to have to okay. participate. Yes. Okay. Uh, 2016 was quite the crazy year, and what a time to be alive, you know? You see this mannequin challenge, Davey? I have seen this, yeah. Have you partaken in the mannequin challenge? I have not partaken, but I filmed one. Uh, so, no, I would say that you have, then. Yeah, well, I haven't been in one, but I've, I've filmed it. Okay, you feel, yeah, but that would say that's kind of be that's sort of being okay. a part of it. Yes, yes. I've also been in it. Uh, they did like a Patriots game day mannequin challenge, and I do the Patriots.com pre and post game. So they they came in. There's like like probably ninety percent of the video is like the cheerleaders like getting ready, and then there's like a two second of them just walking through the studio and seeing the three of us idiots just sitting there. So that was my extent. And we know the hardest thing for you ever is to yeah. just sit still. I'm like, can I talk during it? They're like, no, that's not the mannequin. That's not the mannequin <laughs> challenge. Uh, we continue here. Uh, you like challenges? Sure do. Yeah, I think you do. May I suggest this? The Mac and Goo Challenge. That's, of course, when you listen to 72 straight hours of Mac and Goo. So why not get out ahead of the soon-to-be social media phenomenon and head over to iTunes or MacandGoo.com so you can tell your friends how you spent three days of your life. Pretty good. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I see that, Mac Goo, and I raise you <laughs> 81 episodes. No, this is 80. This is the 82nd episode of Hashtag Dork, and you can't even find them all because they're not even all available on the iTunes. Um, <laughs> How about that? But here we go. So, Dave, to, to start things off this week in Hashtag Dork, I had a, a poll up on their, our at Dork Podcast Twitter account, and I just simply asked the question, is The Walking Dead a good TV show? And there was three choices, yes, no, or don't watch. And this puppy was razor thin. Uh, yes took it with a 37% of the vote. Okay. 32% said no, and 31% don't watch. 
So kind of interesting. The show, and then and then they followed that up with the worst episode of the season. So I don't know how people really feel about it. I've I've been watching it. I know you bailed on it a while ago, but I'm still watching. Well, you know, I caught up. I wound up catching up, and I wanted to see because everyone was going crazy about this Nagin thing. So I wanted to see, yes, you know what what this was all about. So I actually caught up prior to the season, watched the first two episodes, and then something happened. Um, you know, uh, something insignificant. You yeah. know, another yeah. child. There's, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm kind of behind now, but I, I'm told Jesus is in the show now. Uh, yeah, Jesus is there. Uh, yeah, so I see, need, we've jumped the shark a little bit because now we're getting Jesus in the show. Well, not Christ. Je- <laughs> Jesus, like you know, the the character from the comics. Oh, like Jesus. Have you read the comic? No, his name's Jesus. He looks like Jesus. <laughs> his name's Jesus. I don't think I've gotten that far into. Yeah, the okay, that's fair enough. No, I mean, I just kind of want to know how it ends at this point. Like, I don't even really enjoy watching it. It's my, it's my own fault. Like, nobody's making me watch it, but I just every week I, I watch. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of what I've been getting now from people is like, well, I'm I'm gone. I've come this far, you know. Right. I mean, we're seven seasons in, and same with the comic book. I'm reading the com- the comic. I actually enjoy more than the show, but like I'm still reading that, and there's there's no end in sight on either one. Well, that's what I say. at least the comics. There's page numbers, so you know where the end comes. You know? <laughs> well, the end of that particular issue, but not the story. The story's going sure. forever in that one too. Um, sure. But yeah, so there's the Walking Dead poll. Uh, how about this? Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. They have a four series or four episode crossover event it already got started with supergirl uh depending on what night you're listening to this flash is gonna be on tuesday then arrow and legends i don't know i'm watching all these shows too they're they're fine that's great they're not amazing fantastic good for them you know yeah get in there good for them figure it out how about this batman v superman now on hbo and hbo on demand did you watch it again you know what, I tried, so my wife had not seen it, and she doesn't really care about comic book movies, but every once in a while she kind of surprises me, and she's like, oh, I'd want to see that. But this necessarily wasn't one of them, but I was like, hey, you know, it's Ben Affleck, she thinks, uh, was it Henry Cavill's Cavill. good looking, yeah. so I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's in there. I think we might even watch Man of Steel together, so I'm like, what do you, what do you say? I'm like, let's, let's give it a shot on, like, Saturday night, and we made it less than an hour, and she said this is the dumbest movie she's ever seen in her life, and she wanted it to stop, so... I, I think I'm going to go back and finish it. Like, I'm going to watch the whole thing again, but she hate, she hated it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's a strong word. That's yep. some strong verbiage. She, now, she hated now, the, it. The issue, the issue, again, that I've had with this movie is that it just, first of all, it dragged its feet a little too much. Yeah. Like, again, I think I said this when we reviewed it. Like, do you need the Batman backstory again? No. I'm telling you right now, if you take out the backstory and if you take out... Like ninety percent of the like dream sequences, you, the movie's probably not even that bad, and it's closer to two hours. You don't show people Doomsday in the trailer; it might be a little bit of a pleasant surprise or a little mm-hmm. bit of a twist. Uh, and you you, you could have salvaged something. You would have had to had a different Lex Luthor, though. He's so bad. The other thing too is like you remember at the end with Doomsday, and this isn't a spo- this is not spoiler free anymore. If you haven't seen it at this point, it's your own fault. Yeah, you don't you either don't want to or you don't care. You're not going to. Yeah, yeah. and um, like Wonder Woman's like kicking the crap out of Doomsday. Yes, and then they're like, why wouldn't they just give her the spear? Well, no, they wanted to make sure the guy who uh, can die from it, he has to throw it and, or carry it. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she's yeah, taking the crap out of him. Like, why don't you just let her do it? She could have handled the whole thing herself. It looked like. Yep. Yeah, that movie. That movie kind of sucked. I thought. Can it was... I tell you a story? Can I tell you a story, Richard? I love can I tell stories. You a story on the I, podcast. I love stories. One time, I was playing slow pitch softball, co-ed team. Nice. 
and my friend's wife was playing catcher. Oh, boy. No, wait. This is fine. The kid pitching yeah. gets, gets a ground ball back to him, right? Bases loaded. Yep. Instead of throwing her the ball, he decided to run to home plate and mm. got beat that's home plate. Not, that's not trusting your team. Right. So my point is, and she never spoke to him again. Oh, my, boy. My, one of my good friend's wives never spoke to this kid again. Oh, no. Oh, so, but they weren't a couple at least. They were not. Okay, okay. Now, does that sound like Batman v Superman to it you? It does have a little bit of that. Yeah, it does Wonder have a little Woman bit. have the ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just you know, give her a chance. You're giving her a little theme music. You're giving her like a little guitar yeah. rift when she's out there. Yeah. Why not, for the love of God, let her one. play? Yeah. That reminds me of another slow-pitch softball story, co-ed. Oh, I love that one. Which I told you about. The, the Cliff Notes yeah. version is... Uh, we also had a, uh, a, this was in college, we had a, we had a female catcher at the time, and ball hitting the gap, and, uh, you know, outfielder hits the cutoff man as the shortstop, who's actually kind of like right around second base or closer to second base, and he just absolutely, oh no, I'm sorry, it wasn't a, uh, it was a girl catcher on the other team, and then our team was the runner, and the runner, she's yeah. scor- going home, and I'm like, this is not good. The kid takes it, like, does a, uh, like a Tom Amansky, style like catch and turn and throw and just gasses uh absolute piss missile as you would say from the second base area smashes this girl right in the side of the head like the crack the ball shoots up in the air it's like a crack she drops like she just got shot with a gun tears screaming it was like Everybody halts. You get like that sick feeling in your stomach. And I run up. I think I might have been coaching third at the time or something. So you I, waved her in. I, I, I waved oh, that's her in. right. I, I waved her home because she. I mean, let's face it. The girl catcher wasn't going to make a play. I just knew it. I hate to say it, but she wasn't. Uh, our player was a nice athlete. I think she was on the basketball team. She was making her way around. She was clearly going to score, except the ball struck her in the brain so hard that she went down, and it was like in the forehead area actually. I run up. Everybody's circled around her. They're calling 911. They're calling the cops. They're calling the fire department. This thing swelled up. It looked like, I shit you not, a baseball. Not a softball size. I'm not here to exaggerate. It was a baseball-sized <laughs> welt on her head. She's fighting back tears. There's like a little bit of blood kind of pus coming out of the, the, the head. And I look at her. It actually brain. Yeah, my, <laughs> some, some segments of her brain were spilling out uh, now down into her face. I look at her. She's got glossy eyes. I look at her. I look at everybody else. I look back at her, and I said, did it get you? Where'd it get you? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> did it get you? Where, Every time. Where'd it get you? And then everyone's looking at me like I'm the worst. I'm like, well, it's not going to matter at this point. Like, she's clearly. She's not going to remember. She has CTE now. It, there's, there's no way around uh, it. Horrible. It hucks piss from sex takes the girl. You know, it was like it was like for me it was like in slow motion too because the kid like the outfielder like gets it to him he ca- like he was fine he's one of these kids he probably played high school baseball not nothing great but he had like a decent arm and he catches it and he's way too close like he's way too close to the catcher like she was she was also probably just trying to get out of the way and this girl was not looking and just oh the sound I'll never forget the sound <laughs> like like probably cracked her skull Indian rubber before the game. No, 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 we, no, we didn't. No pegging. We, no, no pegging. We had a nice little team, but uh, that that hurt the Not morale. That, that hurt the morale for a little bit. Not that day. Also, in this week in hashtag Dork Davy, this is the last. <laughs> this is the last item that I have. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The tickets are already on sale, 
Yeah. And pre- to, how, how we doing the pre-sale? Well, I'll, I'll tell you how we're doing. Not that well. I, I looked at a few of the times that I know I could go to, whether it be on the Thursday or the Friday. They're not sold out yet, but it's like only front row available. So I'm gonna okay. have, I'm gonna have to figure something out. Like so, these puppies are selling like hotcakes based off of what my. Are they, are they two weeks out now? Yeah, it doesn't come out to like the 15th or the 16th. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh boy, I think I'm still gonna find a way to see it in the opening weekend, but that might be trickier than I thought. You know what's great is it's the first day of my Christmas break. Oh yeah, nice. So so I'm looking at like a Monday 10 o'clock. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Nobody's there. Like high 10 a.m. That is a nice. Yep. That is a good good spot. That's all I got for this week in Dork. You got anything? No, that's good. All right. I think the, the stories. That's all we really needed. Leave it granted on that. That was great. That's all we needed. I love that story. <laughs> I haven't told it in a while, but that was. I remember telling it to you actually while you were driving. We almost got in an accident. Yep. That was that was the last time I think I told that story <laughs> in full. All right, but now we need to get to the uh, the inaugural class, and this is how it's going to work. Or right, well, how, describe to me what you think uh, would be the criteria of this. I mean, the first thing that jumped into my mind, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, the first reaction I have is usually the best one. So the, the first reaction I had when you pitched this idea is the, these have to be no-brainers. Yes. Like this has to, be, and it's not, for me, it's not a, like, oh, like we're going to talk about the, the Hall of Fame movies. I think it has to pertain to this podcast. So obviously yes. we're not going to say, like, The Godfather is a first ballot Hall of Fame movie. Of course it is, but not to this podcast. Right, this is the hashtag Dork Hall of Fame, and I feel like it, it's sort of a combination between like best and favorite. Sure. You know what I mean? Like It's not necessarily like the, 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 the items I have prepared are not my top ten favorites. Some of them, I mean, I love them. I absolutely love them, but it's not just straight favorites. No, it's not straight favorites, and it has to be something that objectively, I, I think you can't argue with this. Like yeah. You cannot argue that we'll get into it, but these right. things have to be in the hashtag Dork Hall of Fame. There's no argument. Right, and it's and also it, like if these things came out at the time, like how many episodes would we have dedicated to them? Or, you know, how many have we already? Like things like that. Like that's how good they have to be. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, because like the Dork Hall of Fame is different than just like the Keefe Hall of Fame. Because like you said, you're right. going to have a different list of... And what we're doing is movies, TV, video games, and graphic novels. And we feel like for the very first class, uh, 10 is a nice round number. And then this way, now Davey and I have not shared our list yet, but what we're going to do is we're guaranteed to at least get our top five in, and then obviously if there's overlap, then we'll be able to sort of go somewhere, something play else. Play jazz. We'll be able to play, play smooth jazz with it. Yep. All right, so let's, I say we start with movies. Okay, let's do it. All right, so let's, let's have you lob one out there. And again, there's not really going to be a whole lot of debate. So the, the, whatever you say is, is in. Like there's not, we're not going to put it to a vote. Like it's just you get five, I get five, and again, maybe we get a bonus if there's overlap. And I tried, and I tried to make it such that there's no, again, there's no argument here. Nope. So the first movie I'm going to throw out that is the 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 inaugural class, the inaugural inductee into the hashtag Dork Hall of Fame movie section, is The Empire Strikes Back. Yep, top of my list as well. Unanimous. It's a unanimous, unanimous. selection. It is the Ken Griffey of hashtag <laughs> Dork Hall of Fame. It is an un, yeah, unbelievable. Like it, it, that yeah. one's not even close. It's the first one I thought. Like when you're thinking of making a Hall of Fame. For a dork podcast, this is it. This checks all yeah. the boxes. Uh, Star Wars Episode Five, Empire Strikes and, Back. And I think the reason is is because that has become even if you haven't. If first of all, if you haven't seen that movie and you're listening to us, just shut it off <laughs> now. But yeah. I think this is the movie where you know the Luke, I am your father. Like that was a huge spoiler. Like that yeah. was a huge thing. That's crazy. Now it's become part of American culture. Yeah. 
you know, um, and this kind of set for me, um, it kind of set the tone, you know, for my life. Yeah. You know, have, you know, when I was, you know, three or four years old, or however old I was when I saw these movies, you know, thinking the Ewoks were cool. <laughs> they're not. No, they're not. And that's why that movie probably won't make it onto this list. Yeah. But, uh, oh, this is where we get the, the first shot of Yoda, right? I believe it was in Empire yep. Strikes Back. I think even like Bubba Fett. Uh, makes his debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lando, I believe, it makes his debut. Like a lot the of characters. Line, the the Han so- the you know Princess Leia, I love you, and Han Solo saying, "I know." Right. That's an empire. It's it is it is tremendous. Like it's funny. I mean, we we talked about this before with, with Star Wars. Like as as great as as much as we love them all, out of the seven movies, it's not like seven home runs. Like they they no. just aren't. Like in Die Hard fans, like we're gonna like him. You're gonna watch him. I, I think I own all of them, but. This is the best Star Wars movie, and I don't think they'll ever, even with the new trend of ones coming out, I don't think they'll ever top this one. And I don't think they should try. I don't think anything yeah. is going to be Empire. So, I mean, and, and our first inductee into the Hall of Fame should be this movie. Yes, agreed. You know what's interesting is with the, not Rogue One, but like the Episode 8 that's going to come out, um, Episode 7 was so much like Episode 4 that I wonder if they, you just said they shouldn't, but I wonder if they really try to look at this one now. Because they basically, and some people dislike it because of this, but they basically, and this is where South Park comes up with the member berries and everything. Yeah, they took up, they took a new hope, and they're like, we're gonna make this movie with newer characters. Where well, the, I don't know if they the even can, is, but we'll see. Yeah, and the thing is, like one through three, we're supposed to mirror four through six, and then seven through nine, or, or seven, eight, nine, are supposed to mirror the other ones. So you look at it like this critically, like we don't know who Ray's parents are. Ideally, we will find out in episode eight who her parents are, much like Luke did in episode in episode five. So it's kind of like yeah. they're mirroring each other, but it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? I hope, no, I really hope it's not like you can hold them up side by side, and you're like, "This is what they did, and this is what they're doing." And like, I hope it's right. not like that because I don't know, the characters are good enough on their own where you can sort of do some different stuff. I think also, and not to spend a ton of time on Star Wars, but the reason why this newest one was so similar to Episode Four was because. The prequels were just shit on that people, they're like, they, they can't be that. Like, you tried doing something different there. Don't do something too different. Yeah. And so that's where we got that. We have to member. I member. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Let's go with uh, my my first pick. Or actually, my first pick would have been Empire Strikes Back. But the uh, the next one to lob in there for the hashtag Door Call of Fame, The Dark Knight. We are two for two. We are two for two. The Dark Knight, there are a lot of great comic book movies. This one still remains my favorite. The, I mean, first of all, I'm partial to Batman. And then when you crank yeah. out a, an unbelievable Batman, a great follow-up to Batman Begins, which was an amazing movie in its own right. And then you just get the Joker. You get a great Two-Face, sort of a really underrated Two-Face because yeah. how good Joker was. Uh, but yeah, the whole story. I mean- yeah, you kind of forget how good Aaron Eckhart was as Harvey. He's actually like a hell of a Harvey Dent, just from yeah, the look of point. him, you yep. know, and you know how the the backstory there. I mean, that's that's that was awesome. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is the one chink in the armor in this movie. I feel like I agree. Um, I don't think she was that great. No, um, but Katie you know, Holmes. Why did it, why did it just keep Katie Holmes? I don't get it. Uh, she was having babies with uh, Captain Scientology. I think. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but. Again, this is an Oscar Oscar-winning performance from Heath Ledger as the Joker. Right. I don't think. I think the beauty of the Joker is that every iteration of him is going to be completely different. But I think there's not going to be anybody who's ever as good as Heath Ledger. I mean, that was 
as close to perfect as you can get. Yeah, and I couldn't have been more wrong because I, I, I thought it was crazy that they were going to go back to the Joker. Because also, you go back to when they come out, 2005, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking they're not going to be able to do better than Jack Nicholson. Like, that's what I was thinking at the time. Like, they're not going to yeah. be able to do better than him. Like, it's kind of it's kind of bold to even introduce the Joker, let alone the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. And, and, so- and the crazy thing was is I the original cast, they wanted Crispin Glover, who backed out and did Beowulf. Oh, that's a miss. I know, but like I, I remember thinking, like, God damn it! Like he would have been so good. He would have been weird. Yeah, he would have been a good one. Yeah, but like super weird. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, really, they really missed an opportunity there. Or he missed an opportunity there. And then I was, we're, we're all wrong. He'd be a good uh, Riddler. Kinda, yeah. Crispin Glover, if the, yeah. you know, if you can get him, you know, if he's not, get him. He's, he's not doing the sequel to Beowulf. Yeah. All right, so I got, uh, I got Dark Knight. Now it's uh, back to you. Back to me. So I'm going to go, since we are a movie pot and we typically delve into the horror, um, first ballot Hall of Fame horror movie, I'm going to go with Evil Dead 2. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, having seen horror movies, you know, Evil Dead 1 was, was great. Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 were basically the same movie. Yeah, Just right. Evil, Evil Dead 2 has m- much more of a budget, um, and Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, that combination of people... Um, the soundtrack is awesome. The movies, the way it's shot is awesome. The special effects are awesome. You know, it's just one of those horror movies that you, if you consider yourself a horror fan, I mean, this is the movie you point to as like, see what you can do right. with practical, practical special effects and with no budget. You know what I mean? Because at the time there was no budget for horror movies. No, no. It was one of the first things I remember watching and forgive me of uh, kids listening, but just holy shit. Yes. I remember watching and it being funny and scary and, you know, just kind of off the wall, like ridiculous. You know, I, and I think this is kind of like the benchmark for what we do in terms of yeah. horror. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's funny, too. You know, for this is the 82nd episode, and we've probably had, I don't know, at least 10 dedicated to horror movies. Yeah. You know, so I think this may not be the only one that makes it into the Hall of Fame, but this makes a lot of sense. Like, if this came out, or if we were doing a podcast back in 19, was it 81, this when we came out? Something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, we would have spent a lot of time talking about Evil Dead, and you know, you could see just from other movies how much it's inspired, uh, like the rest of the genre. So yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Plus, yeah. if we were doing a, um, if we added like characters or actors or people into the uh, Hall of Fame, I'm pretty sure Bruce Campbell and Ash. <laughs> Bruce would, Campbell's in there. Yeah, <laughs> he'd absolutely be in there. Um, I'm going back to the comic book world, and I'm going to go with. And it's a newer movie, I guess, compared to some of the others. Uh, but I'm going Guardians of the Galaxy. I like it. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually prefer it to the Avengers, even though I think that's a great movie in its own right. But combined, like, there's so much humor, but it's also a cool story, and it's a lot of characters that maybe it helped that I didn't know a lot about them. So you could sort of create them all on your own, whereas some of these other big comic book characters, you sort of go in with... Well, Iron Man wouldn't say that, or, or like that's not what that's not what he does, or that's not his like. Where's his power? Because he can do this. Like Guardians, I didn't. I went back and read stuff after the fact. I didn't know a lot going in, but I love just about every character. It's also as close to Star Wars as any Marvel uh, or any superhero movie can be. So I, I'm definitely putting Guardians of the Galaxy in. Absolutely, and I think what the benefit was is I think. The Marvel people and James Gunn, they were kind of banking on the fact that you didn't know anything about them. 
Because when you look yeah, at you're right. Guardians of the we, I remember we, us talking about it and saying Guardians of the Galaxy isn't even like a second level comic. It's like a third level. Right. Oh yeah, you got to you got to search. And if you've read I since then like you, I've read some of the comics and it's not like that. No, like especially the old, the old oh my god, the old stuff's not even close and it's it's different different characters are in there and it's a whole it's a whole different thing. But I think the other thing too that that worked with this is with the timing of the movie when the when Marvel was starting to take itself pretty seriously, like DC, like Avengers came out and it was like that was a pretty serious movie. Right. Um, all the Captain America movies are very serious, and this came out just you know haymaker after hay, just being like we're not taking this too seriously. Like this is ridiculous. Right. Oh, it's so ridiculous. You got a you got a tree. You got a talking raccoon. The the whole like thing. This, yeah, like this, and, and like some wisecracking. By the way, Chris Pratt can do no wrong in my mind, and he's great. Whatever, he's he's awesome. So, to me, this it was exactly the right movie at the right time for the MCU, and they just knocked it out of the park. And I hope the two kind of continues with that. I know. And plus, soundtrack one of the best soundtracks going. Sort of a theme yeah, to the whole, yeah. you know, throughout the whole movie. Like it's a, it's yeah. an important piece of it. So uh, yeah, that that'll make four movies now into the Hall of Fame. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the '80s, like you. Yep. Um, not Guardians, but, but and I'm, I'm going to go uh, with Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Because, like I said, to me, I mean, it has to be a no-brainer. I mean, it has to be a movie that kind of, it takes comedy, it takes sci-fi, it takes horror, and kind of all blends them together. Yep. You know, under, and again, I mean, you watch this movie now, and it actually... I uh, know I'm talking about the original Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, what do you mean yeah. 80s? It came out last summer. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what that movie did so successfully, I watch it now, and now I watch it critically. Like, I don't watch it because, you know, I know every line, and I know all the characters, and I know what's going to happen. But I watch it critically, and I think what it did was kind of meld all of these things together and just made a funny kind of like the first scene of that movie is kind of scary. I remember being a little kid and get the librarian scaring the crap out of me. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, and 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 my dad being like, "No, just stay with it. It's funny. Just stick with it." And it was. Yeah. You know, and and um, unbelievable performances by everyone involved, um, and and even Rick Moranis, who's like one of my favorite characters in that movie, <laughs> yeah. is, is awesome. Um, I think Peter Venkman uh, would also be in like the Ash Williams like Hall of Fame like for yeah, characters. Yeah, you kind of need you need Bill Murray in here somewhere. Yep, that's a good spot for him. You know, so I like that. that's, I'm going with Ghostbusters. All right, number that's number five, uh, number six in the Hall of Fame. I'm going with I'm going with Fight Club. Okay. Now, All I, right. see, I think Fight Club would be a would have been a fascinating movie to sort of pick apart. Uh, like, had we done a podcast like right after it came out, like just reacting to it, like how much you knew, when did you see the big twist? I think it's a good. Uh, I don't know if even science fiction is necessarily what it is, but it's it's such a cool idea. And other show like Mr. Robot, for example, a good TV show, is so much like Fight Club. Like they took what, what was mm-hmm. great about Fight Club and they tried to introduce that into the TV world. And I just remember uh, like loving it at the time and being fascinated by by the movie and like what a what a twist and so for me that that belongs on the list i like there's a lot of them sort of in that genre where it was sort of you know late 90s early 2000s where i I feel like brad pitt was in a lot of these movies where you're watching them and you're like oh they just they they kind of feel cool and this was uh definitely one of them um and one of the things that i thought was really great about this book and and i mean this movie 
was, for me, this is one of the only movies I can think of where the movie is actually better than the book. Okay. Yes, yeah, I never read the books, but that makes sense. You know, I'm a big Chuck Palahniuk fan, so I've read all okay. of his books. And, and the, the visual, the David Fincher visual of this movie, the way it's shot and the way you don't really get, you know, how everything looks or, you know what I mean? Like, yep. um, if you look at, you know, the, the narrator, or, uh, Jack, as he right. calls himself and Tyler Durden, I mean, there's, they look kind of similar, but different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Brad Pitt also being the cool suave one and the narrator kind of being like this nebbish kind of dork. Right. Um, and it, it, you didn't really get that visual. Okay. In the and you know I think you know David Fincher directed that right. Yes. Yeah. So I mean he, the way he shoots things is you know is is phenomenal and that was that's a absolutely a plus movie as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I haven't I haven't rewatched it in a while. I think I might need to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I remember watching it a bunch when it when it first came out. So. But remember, like, the, and there's little things now where like Tyler, you see like Tyler Durden like pop up. Yeah. Oh, there's there's so many. It's it's rewatchable in that sense where you can almost see where they they let you in on what's going on way right. way earlier. Exactly, and you don't get that in the book, obviously. Right. So that's so that's another piece of it that's actually really good. Nice. Um, I'm gonna go comedy now, and this is a a uh, a both a musical pick and a a theatrical pick. Hmm. I think a a top dork. Hashtag dork movie that needs to be on this list is This is Spinal Tap. Nice. Yeah. And I for the reason that it is a personal favorite, I don't know how many times you and I have actually watched that movie together. Oh, crap. Um, but taking the, the kind of the 80s, like, metal that, like, you know, people like us just, like, listen to and, mm -hmm. you know, just making fun of it. And, you know, I thought it's my favorite of all the Christopher Guest movies. Um, by far. I mean, Best in Show is great. I love I mean, Best in Show. My wife loves Waiting <laughs> for Guffman. But, yeah, Spinal Best, yeah. Tap is probably my favorite. Spinal Tap is probably the best. And, and it was just so funny, and it's so quotable, and just one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And there's people who still believe that it's an actual documentary, like these guys are actually, like, real people. Well, they would actually um, really perform, though, which is insane. Like, they, that's right. them playing the instruments. That's them singing. So, like, yeah. that's why people can be so confused. And also, just to save your tweets and your emails, I, like Davey, consider it a Christopher Guest uh, movie. I know Rob Reiner directed it, but uh, it's a, it, I would put it in the Christopher, it's a Christopher Guest. Guest. Yeah. He wrote it. I think they all wrote it. And, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, right, exactly. Shut up. Don't talk to me about Rob Reiner. <laughs> just saving somebody. They're probably putting their phone down now. Like, don't, don't tweet us. We, we got it. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go, go back. Yeah, that's seven. So for number eight, I'm going back to horror. And I'm going to go with Scream. Okay. And, and the reason I say Scream is because this movie, again, came out in the mid-90s and sort of took a, a genre that was kind of, you know, we were going to get a bunch more. There had already been a lot of slashers, but they sort of, they sort of flipped it on its head a little bit. And it's a movie that I think fittingly for this podcast is one that is aware of so many other horror movies. And it was the first time that you saw that. So almost for that alone, kind of being ahead of its time, very meta, if you will. I feel yeah. like it definitely belongs uh, on this no, list. No, yeah, and that's a good that's a good pick. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put any of the sequels in the Hall of Fame, but I remember uh, no. the first time seeing Scream, and even as a kid, thinking like how clever yes, that was. Exactly. You know, it's like taking all the horror movies and making them into a horror movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And I think the original uh, title of the movie when Kevin Williamson wrote it was just "Scary Movie." Like he was like, "This is like, it's it's supposed to almost, you know, not as." 
uh, over the top as what became Scary Movie with the Wayans Brothers, but it was supposed to sort of point. It was supposed to kind of make fun of horror movies in a sense. Yeah, uh, but the, an homage, an homage, yeah, as it were. But uh, no, I slasher movies. I'm a huge fan. I could I could watch this like all the time. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to a little uh, time, I believe, in the early 2000s. Um, I think needs to make this list is the original Iron Man. Wow. Um, because if you remember, I th- the first ten minutes of that movie, yeah, are on par with any comic book movie since. And I think this is the movie again. Um, I think it's Robert Downey Jr. at his at his finest in the role. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think it, it, it was the first movie in the as we consider it the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the very first movie. Correct. Right, so this is what has set us on this path, and I think it took someone like Robert Downey Jr. to set that tone. Yeah, I agree. Entire, for the entire thing. So we've now um, had four. We have fourteen, and there's like way, way over like close to twenty plus planned, and this was the first one. So like, yeah. had had this been a dump, who especially because they followed it up with the Incredible Hulk, the Ed Norton one, and then they had Iron Man two. So it, you at least had such good graces from the first Iron Man. We're like, all right, let's see this thing through. Like this, this should work if they're like that, right? And I, I think this was the perfect movie to start it um, with a guy. And I remember, like I said, I think we talked about this a couple times when people said, like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be Tony Stark. And I remember thinking, well, of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> because who? Because who better? Uh huh. You know, yeah. to play him than and he's. You know, I think it's just basically what it's morphed into is just like Tony Stark is. To, uh, to is Robert Downey Jr. and vice versa. Yeah, they even started like, changing the comic book to be more like him. Yeah. Right. So it's like that, that's think, how much again, of an impact the, to that. The first 10 minutes of that movie are so good yeah. that I think it needs to make this list. The rest of the movie's great, too, obviously. Right. You know, and you see the kind of progression that, you know, the, the evolution of Tony Stark start to happen in this movie. But the very first time you see him, where he's like this pompous jackass doing this demonstration, you know, yeah. in a, and he's taken out, like, he has, like, this fantastically elaborate weapon that he's showing off, and then he's taken out by, like, some crude IED. It, it, no, it's nuts. And it's and it's also far and away the best origin movie that they've had. Yes. And they've had some good ones. Like, I, you know, I liked Ant-Man, and we did, we've already talked about Doctor Strange, but, like, Iron Man is far and away the best one, and that came out eight years ago, and it's still, you know, so... I agree. That's good. So Iron Man is uh, number nine. The, the last pick for the movie... I'm going to throw this out there. Look, I want. I was going to look at another comedy, and I was looking at Old School or Anchorman. Which one do you feel okay. like deserves to be in the? Uh, to me, Old School is funnier, but like Anchorman might almost fit more. I think Anchorman fits. I think when you think about quoting a movie, I think you do more. The movie you remember more is Anchorman. Yeah, maybe. Like, the, like old school, I think, is one of those movies that you quote without even remembering it's from old school anymore. Like, that's how often right. you quote it. But and I think, and, and this is gonna, this might be unpopular, I think the Wilson brothers are terrible in, at comedy. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that unpopular, by the way. Like, I, they're usually not... Like, what's a movie where either one of them is the best character in the movie? Well, that's... I call it the, the Stiller effect. Remember yeah, when you, like that? I talk about this all the time. Like you do say about you Ben a Stiller. Ben Stiller movie, and there's someone funnier than Ben Stiller in the movie. The only movie that I believe that's not the case is Heavyweights. And I would refute that. That's inherently lame because he plays the same exact character in Dodgeball. Yeah, and 
And actually, dodgeball, he might be the best. I See, I think that's Patches O'Houlihan. I think he's the funniest character. Patches or Jason Bateman comes in and steals it when he's yeah. doing the yeah. color commentary. Old kid. strategy cotton. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's true. Yeah, No, I'm with you. Like The Wilsons are definitely overrated. I'm not a huge fan of either one. Put them in a Wes Anderson movie where it's quirky and dramatic and yeah, they're fine. Yeah, great. Great. But don't put them in a straight-up comedy. Don't put them next to Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell and expect them to do anything of note. No, he's like he's like the eighth funniest in that movie. Like, that's yeah. that the old school has so many other characters. But yeah, but Anchorman, let's let's put Anchorman there. Anchorman's tremendous. So that Anchorman will be. Oh, you know what's not on the list? I I I, I have one that's gonna that's gonna get in the second round. That we got to ten, but I didn't get it in. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say Borat. <laughs> I was gonna say, and for those of you who are pulling their hair out right now. Spider-Man 2 is the honorable mention for this for me. Yeah, you love Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. No, I know. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is good. The other ones I was considering were uh, the original Halloween. Yep. Uh, MacGruber, just because I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed with MacGruber. I don't know if that's going to make the first ballot. No, that I might, know. That might sneak in there some year with uh, with uh, Ken Caminiti or something. But then I had a hard time with, like... I understand not having, like, Citizen Kane and, like, even Godfather 1 in, but I was like, should we make room for Goodfellas? Like, shouldn't that be in? But That's a, that's a yeah. I mean, that should be in there. Oh, the other movie that should be, um, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that are going to get, but I'm talking first ballot. Like no Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Pulp, there ha, we don't have any Tarantino movies on here. No. If you have, if you could only have one, and we're not, I think the, the list is good. We're not changing the list. We got our 10. If you could put any Tarantino, would it be Pulp Fiction or would it be no. Reservoir Dogs? No. Reservoir Dogs, maybe. Kill Bill 1? 2. Kill Bill 2? Kill Bill Volume 2. No, there's way too much Bill just going on and on and on and on. I like that. Like, shut up, Bill. Monologue about Superman, I think I thought that was really good. Nah, it's too much Bill for me. All right, well, we'll see. This is why we didn't put it on there, because now we're arguing. That's true. All right, so to recap, we got to move on. The recap, we have uh, the 10 movies in the, uh, the first class of the Hashtag Door Call of Fame. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, The Dark Knight, Evil Dead 2, Guardians of the Galaxy... Ghostbusters, the original, Fight Club, This Is Spinal Tap, Scream, Iron Man, and Anchorman. That's a, that's a hell of a list. That's a squad right there. That's a good that's squad. That's a weekend. If you want to sit down and watch all ten of those, that is a good weekend. Yeah, that could be the, uh, we already heard about the Mac and Goo Challenge. This could be the Hashtag Dork Challenge. Watch all ten of the Hall of Fame movies. Pretty yep. good. All right, let's move on to TV shows, Davey. And I would say this, um, the show doesn't have to be finished, but I think it has to be pretty well established. Yes. Like, you're not going to pick... You like, Mr. Robot, you're not going to put in there, because who knows how that's going to end up. Right, and, like, I love The Leftovers, but it's two seasons. They're going to wrap up with the third, and what if it sucks? So exactly. I'm not putting that in there, but there's a couple, at least I have on my list, that are ongoing. But um, let's see. You went first, so I'm going to go first yep. uh, for TV. I'm going to go with... Uh, we don't really need to spend a ton of time on it. We've actually been doing... Uh, an episode per season of this show. We have one more season to get, and that would be The Wire. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was never a huge fan, but I understand that I didn't give it enough of a chance, and I've been listening to the podcast. So I've, okay. the ones, I, I listen to the, the seasons I've seen. I've seen seasons one through three. Okay, yeah. And, I, and, that, and I found that that's kind of when it started getting legs. People tell me all the time, if you can get through the doc season. So the doc season is one of those where it's yeah it's jarring when you first watch it because you're so used to what you're seeing in season one and then it's a whole bunch of new characters and it's a whole different part of the city and you're like what is going on, um, but looking back on it again I, I appreciate it I do like 
Season four is my favorite, and season three is probably a close second. So that's why people are saying like you got to you got to spend a lot of time to get to what's the best. But I still think yeah. overall it's an unbelievable story. And I'm eventually going to give it another chance. You'll get Once there. I get caught up with all my. I'll get there. You'll get there. Um, so I think this we would be remiss. Um, and this again, these are no brainers. Uh, so I think my first pick for TV shows would have to be The Simpsons. Yep, absolutely. Have to be. Absolutely. You're not. You're not a TV, it, you're not a comedy hashtag dork fan unless you can throw this. If you can't quote ten lines from The Simpsons, you're not one of us. Right, and it's one of those ones where even if you haven't watched it in the last ten years, it's like, hey, join the club, but it's still, you could watch an episode. You could sit down now and watch anything from seasons, well, season one was kind of terrible, but seasons two through like twelve, and I would probably remember every line. And 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 some of those seasons were the best seasons of any show on TV ever. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So that, I, that's my fr- – and, again, we're not going to spend time talking about it because, it's, no, there's no arguing. Right. And a lot of these, you know, whether they're shows, movies, comic books, games, like we've done previous podcasts where we've discussed some of them, you know, more in depth. But we're just trying to establish what our what our uh, Hall of Fame is. I'll put it up on the blog as well so you can see all the all – the, Our baseline. Uh, yeah, what, what we got. And then as we go, maybe we'll induct another 5 to 10 uh, in the next couple of years and, and see what happens. I'm going to go with another show that is done, uh, but is is rivals uh, maybe The Wire, uh, maybe the only other show in my opinion that rivals The Wire, uh, you know, for non sitcoms, Breaking Bad. Oh, absolutely. Breaking Bad is tremendous. That would have been a fun one on this podcast to break down, you know, each season or each half season as it got crazier and crazier. But some of the some of the best TV, uh, certainly of the last five to ten years. Uh, that, that that was on like what an what an incredible run that show had and it's not and in in my personal opinion there's one show that's close but this was my favorite tv show of all time ooh okay of all time so if you ever want to like kick around an idea if we get stuck and we want to do some like the wire do breaking bad i would be all over it that's not a bad idea we could go i could i would go back and rewatch the uh, breaking yeah. bad yeah all right so that definitely made my list now the only show i would say great segue by the way nice Without even knowing it. The only show that even holds a candle in terms of writing and in terms of acting to Breaking Bad, in my mind, is The Sopranos. Okay. I was wondering, I forgot if you were a big Sopranos guy or not, so that's good. All right, perfect. Yep. Still am. So, that, I mean, that's a show, I think, HBO had Oz, and they had a bunch of other, like, pretty good shows. Mm-hmm. But The Sopranos was, I think, is what put HBO television on the map. Like yeah. HBO series. Yeah, it's probably like, like that and Sex in the City, right? Yeah. And it, I think Oz, The Sopranos, and Sex in the City all came out at like the same time. But I remember people, even my parents, going absolutely crazy about this show. Yeah. And rightfully so. I think it's one of the best shows ever put on TV. I My problem with it and why I don't usually mention it with my like favorite shows, like I understand why people love it. Like I get it. The last season kind of – in a lot of shows – the last season or the finale is not as good. And I'm not just talking about the finale that everybody complained about. I just thought some of the storylines in the in the last season got kind of... And they added more episodes to the last season, too. I was like, all right, let's just... Let's get there. Because I didn't watch it live. I watched it, uh, like, years after the fact. And I, I was loving it. And then you're like, I thought it kind of dragged a little bit in the final season. But well, I think overall... That, I think what it did is, yeah, I think it kind of had to devour itself because you had... So many storylines that were you need to tie you need to kind of tie up. Yeah. Or else people are going to be like, well, what the hell about the what about this guy? Right. What exactly. About, you know, Paulie and his trains. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, how, what are we going to do about this? So yeah. I think 
it got a little too big. Like most empires do, the reason they fall is they get too big. Correct. You know? Yep. And I think it, it, it was doing too good of a job to kind of tie everything up in one season. Um, it's just for sure a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. I, I agree with you completely. Now, here's a show that is still ongoing, although so's The Simpsons, but this is a show yeah. that is still ongoing. It's also an HBO show, but it's it's got enough goodwill to me that even in the last season or two, it still won't bump it from this, and that would be Game of Thrones. Absolutely. There's no no question. I mean, we've already spent a number of episodes, you know, sharks come on and we do mid-season reports, you know, we we've we've wrapped up each of the seasons where predict, you know, what's going to happen next. Um and it's I mean, you literally couldn't have a hashtag dork. I know we say this a bunch already, but you couldn't have a hashtag dork TV Hall of Fame and not have a show like Game of Thrones, which is literally everything you would want. You're like Here's dragons, and here's like sword fights, and here's now magic, and here like it's just they're throwing, and here's zombies, like it's it's everything you would want uh, put into one, and, and we're gonna see how it ends here pretty soon. And what and one of the things that kind of grabbed me immediately about this show is they have characters in this show that you legitimately care about. Yes, and you know, yeah. and you know that at any time, one of these is gonna go. Yeah. And I remember the first of the Red Wedding, when the first time they really did it, when you're like, oh, my God. And I remember, uh, what's it, um, the author, uh, Martin. Was, oh, George uh, R. R. Martin. He, and he was like, oh, yeah, now you know what your dork friends were complaining about 14 years ago. You become so attached oh, to 100%. characters. Like, you're like, oh, my God, if, she, if he or she is off the, you know, what happens if you know, Khaleesi dies? Like, what are we going to do? Oh, it's, not, it's what, nuts. And then, what are we going to do? Well, right away, and uh, yeah, we don't need to do spoilers, just, or because yeah. everybody's already seen it. If you want to see it, but just like literally watching episode one, I remember making fun of Shark. I'm like, that show seems like pretty lame, and he's like, okay, he's like, I just, you know, I tell you to watch it. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to watch it. And so I'm watching it, and uh, Sean Bean, who plays Ned Stark, is the only actor I recognize, right. and he's clearly being billed as the main yeah. character. Like he's that's yeah. okay. It's his show. I'm like, all right, cool. Once he goes, you're like, all right, there's literally nobody safe. And you don't know, like, the guy could become king, and then he's dead, or, like, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that that sucked me in. Uh, and did I mention dragons? There are also dragons. dragons <laughs> since we've, we've been with them since they were little tiny hatchlings. That's you know? correct. So, that's absolutely correct. All right, so that's number five. So that's these, number five. Number six. So the next the next show I'm going to go with, and this is this might draw some ire from some of our listeners, but I really believe that when this show was popular... It was the biggest thing in the world in terms of water cooler talk. I know what you're going. I know what you're going with, and I, I did not watch it, but I can already guess what you're going with. Lost. Yep. Yeah. That would definitely yep. be one that we would have. I would have been sucked into if I was doing a podcast, and I would have broke it down. Yep. So I think you need to get your hands on some some net some Netflix password, and you need to get on this. I will. Because I know there's a lot, again like The Sopranos. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people who complained about the finale. You know, but at the same time, like you you forget how good it was, you know, I mean, when it was good, how good it was. And yeah. I remember being, I think it was in, like, either in college or just out of college when it started, and we'd have, like, lost parties. Like, we would all get together and watch it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a huge deal. Yep. So, I mean, it, it has to be, and, and it's sci-fi, and it's, you know, drama, and it's funny at times, and, you know, again, I mean, I think it hits on everything that we talk about constantly in the show. Yeah, that, that's right up the wheelhouse for sure. Um Number seven, I'm going to go with what's, to me, just the best comedy of all time, and that's Seinfeld. Not even, yeah. 
No right. question. No, no debate. And I'm actually thinking about maybe doing a uh, all Seinfeld episode. Not, not by season, because again, the seasons don't really matter on that show. But kicking around the idea, I know you love the show. I know Woody loves the show. Bessie, maybe we'll do like a roundtable Seinfeld at some point. Yeah, and just do like our favorite episode, a breakdown of. Yeah, you know, we each have a favorite episode and break it down. Episode characters, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's number seven. I don't think we need to get much more into Seinfeld. Number eight. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. I had that here as well. Yeah. It's in terms of I just started watching this. I do it when I'm when I'm working. I'll just have something on in the background. Love it. And, and I, what the genius part of this show is, and what I found, is that as the show goes, like if you watch from season one to now, the character of Mac, and they did this. I've told they did this on purpose. The character of Mac gets more and more gay as the show goes, which it's, is fine. It's awesome. Dennis becomes more unraveled and more sociopathic as the show goes. Oh, for sure. Frank just goes off. The, he goes from like the straight man to like <laughs> yeah. the dad to just completely off the rails. Yeah, look at like his haircut in like season yeah. two when he was introduced to like what he looks like now. <laughs> gay gang, what's the end? Yeah. And the, and you find that the most sane character in the show is Charlie. Yeah, it is. Which is which is phenomenal. Oh, it's, it's, it's so well done, and they, their next season I think starts up in January. They're they're coming right yeah. back in, a, in like a month or so. So and I was told this this staff the other day it is the longest running cable sitcom in history. No way. Yes, it is the longest. In oh, cable. cable, cable, cable. Got it. Yeah. I was gonna say, what about Friends? Oh, the fr- you like, think they're all Friends? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, no. Oh, the friends, no. The friends are not friends. <laughs> but I believe that the characters, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Are. No, they are. I've actually been to their bar. Mac owns a bar in Philly. It's oh, I, think, yeah. I think it's called Max or whatever it is. And I yeah, I was in there. I'm like, I'm like, there's a lot Ronald of sunny McDonald. stuff in here. Ronald McDonald. Uh, yeah. Awesome. We could spend a ton of time on that show. Um, all right, my next one. I'm gonna go with another show that's ongoing, but it's been on for so long it deserves a spot. We've actually done a couple of episodes about it. That'd be South Park. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and and what a show to do what they do, and I know you crazy seen that, that little documentary they do. Yeah, where they create a show a week. That's insane. Right. But they do it in order to stay current, and they do it, and it's just it's. And I'm going to say this word, and I don't throw this word. It's genius. It is, it is genius. Like Trey Parker is a genius. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't forget Matty Stone too. He's, I like Matt there. Stone. Matt Stone's very good, but even he admits he's like, yeah, this is all Trey Parker. <laughs> he's like, this is. <laughs> he's like, yeah, like I try to help. I mean, Trey's. You know, he's going to say like, you know, I couldn't do it without Matt and all this other stuff. But Trey's just a mad scientist when it comes to this stuff. And, and if if you've seen that little documentary they did on how they do this every week, oh, it's awesome. It's. I don't think I would work for a month in that place and lose my mind. Oh my god, yeah. It seems so stressful and trying to get a whole show, like a whole animated show together that quickly. And oh, by the way, like you gotta, you gotta come up with all these jokes and like a storyline. Plus, what they've been doing now is they've been basically doing like an ongoing story where like early on South Park was just, it was kind of like Seinfeld in the sense where you could pop in at any episode and it didn't matter. But now they're telling like a, a story, like throughout like season or episode one, you're, if you don't watch that, you're not gonna really get all the stuff that's going on in episode five. Yeah, I just I don't know how how it gets done. I've seen it's crazy. I've actually seen it with my own eyes how it gets done, but I don't get it. <laughs> still, still, I you still know? can't wrap my head around it. All right, yeah. number ten, the last show in. The last show in. Um, it's split between two, and I'll let you decide. Um, it's another comedy, um, but one that I've watched over and over and over again, and that is The Office. Yep, that's on my list. That's on your list. Four and the 
Friday Night Lights. Dude, those are legit the two that were on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only two, only two left. Son of a biscuit. Yeah. So I mean, either one of those. Because I like awesome. obviously like Michael Scott would be in the Character Hall of Fame. So I, I my gut tells me to put The Office in, but I feel like because we already have Seinfeld and it's always sunny. Yep. We even though it's a dork podcast, we were all uh, you know failed athletes, and we all yeah. were you know I, I feel like we need a sports show, so let's put Fire Night Lights. I, and I love it. And, okay. and for those of you who are listening, who are who are coupled, um, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that this is the best depiction of a successful marriage on a television show. Yeah, no, good point. Yeah, they they actually do. They they show you what it's what it's like. Yeah, and I and, and my thing is in people. It, it turns people off because they believe that it's a show about football, and it's not. It's just centered around a football team, but 90% of the show has nothing to do with football. No, it doesn't. Yeah, so, no, it, it really yeah. it really doesn't. And then, you know, Tim Riggins, throw him into the uh, Character Hall of Fame that we're the also making. I, I tell you what, if my wife's voting in this, if she gets a vote in this thing, she's putting Tim Riggins front and center. <laughs> first ballot Hall of Fame. Number one with a bullet, yeah. I bought her a Dylan Panthers shirt with like a 33 on it, and you would have thought that I bought her another diamond ring. Like she was... <laughs> yeah, that is a nice gift. Uh, I'll <laughs> oh, yeah, write that down, man. I'll get, be... your, get your wife or girlfriend a Tim Riggins jersey. All right, so here are your TV Hall of Famers in the uh, first class. The Wire, The Simpsons, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Lost, Seinfeld, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, South Park, and Friday Night Lights. Love it. Bing, bang, with boom. A, with, a huge, with a huge tip of the cap to The Office. Yes, shout out to The Office. I also really am a big Boardwalk Empire fan. but I am too. Not, that, not that in, might get in next year. Yes. Have another Hall of Fame. Under consideration. Episode. Also, I don't think it was on enough, or it wasn't on long enough, but Firefly. Firefly was one season, and, and a yeah. great show. Yeah. All right, we can, we can reassess that maybe in the future, but that's, those are our lists. All right, let's move on, and we're running out of time here, but let's, let's move on to... Probably should have given ourselves more time, but let's move on to video games. Okay, so a lot of these we've already done, so yes. I'm just going to throw my first one out there. The the gold standard of all video games of all time ever, Super Mario Brothers 3. Yep, Super Mario Brothers 3, number one with a bullet. I'm going to go with, and again, yeah, we, we've done best video games by console, so you can right. go back to that episode where we get into more of these in, in depth. So let's just ping pong these back and forth. So Super Mario Brothers 3. I'm going to go with, uh, let's just stick with Nintendo for now. I'm going to go with Mega Man 2. Absolutely. No right. question. I'm going to jump consoles now. Yep. I'm going to go to Stand Up, the best arcade game of all time. Um, in my mind. Okay. Street Fighter 2. Ooh, nice. So specifically the arcade. The arcade version, yes. Okay. Because that's where you earned your money in the arcade, Rich. <laughs> my mom would give me my mom would give me a ten at Fun Spot, and I wouldn't spend any more than that. Just taking suckers for their money, both literally and figuratively. You would yep. earn your money there. I'm going to stick with the uh, just because it reminded me of it in the fighting world. Let's go to PS1 and let's go with Tekken 3. Yep, I love it. Maybe specifically that's more of a uh, Homer pick, but that's what it is. It's our countdown, and Davey and I may, maybe yeah. have logged more Tekken 3 minutes than uh, just about any other game. So give me Tekken 3. All right, I'm going PC now. Okay, Half Life. Ooh, I'm just writing these down. Half-Life, right. <laughs> number number five for the PC, like that. I'm going to go with Grand Theft Auto Five. I love it. Uh, at number uh, for number six uh, for your for your your 360 or you know so whatever. Uh, but Grand Theft Auto Five, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Oh boy, Legend. Six on the on the 64. Okay. 
Okay. Impossibly fun, impossibly replayable, just all around good stuff. Uh, nice. So that's number seven. Number eight, I'm going to go with Batman Arkham City. No question. Nice. Also on my list. Okay. And a nod, and what am I on, eight? Is this eight now? No, that was eight. Okay, this is nine. This is your last the, pick. The game that started it all for me, I remember seeing this game and being blown away, Wolfenstein 3D. We would not have games that we had today without Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein 3D. Now, is Doom, that... Doom would not exist without Wolfenstein. So is that for the PC as well? That's a PC game. Okay. And Nintendo, but they, they, they didn't have... But you want to put it in as a PC. Yes. Right? All right, so down to one pick, Davey, and this is going to be brutal. Oh, God. The NHL 94, right? There's yeah. also Super Mario Kart. Tony Hawk Pro Skater is a two or three, which was the best. Was it two? Oh, I, I, don't even rem- I don't even remember. I think two. And then even a game that we're playing right now I think deserves mention is Overwatch. Oh, yeah, Overwatch is up there for sure. But we probably but need a sports game, right? We need a sports game. Let's put NHL 94. I actually played more of 95, but again, 94 I think deserves to be in here. 95 because there was fighting. There was no fighting in 94, but you could make little Gretzky's head bleed. You could make his bleed. No, there was, there was no fighting in 95. I think, it was, I think it was like 93 was fighting, 94 you could bleed, 95 you couldn't do either, but it was just okay. the game I was used to playing more. Yeah, you couldn't fight. We, again, we said this before. If you look at the rosters... Oh, the all-star team loaded before it's loaded. the greatest assembly of hockey players ever loaded so everyone from Gretzky to Patrick Waugh to Chris Chelly. I mean, the, the Mario Lemieux, like the greatest teams ever assembled. So that's good. That's our video game list. We're going to go with Super Mario Brothers 3, Mega Man 2, Street Fighter 2 for the arcade, Tekken 3, Half-Life for the PC, Grand Theft Auto 5. Legends of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the 64, Batman Arkham City, Wolfenstein 3D, and NHL 94. That's a phenomenal list. That's really hard. That, that one's the hardest just because yeah. there's so many consoles. We could, go on on. So- we could go. The Last of Us didn't get mentioned. That should be in there. Tomb Raider should be in there. Right. Gears of War I liked. Even Super yeah. Mario Brothers 1 just because of what it meant. Um, yeah. All right. Now let's get on to, and unfortunately we're going to have to scoot, but. We also did a whole episode on this, but we're going to narrow it down to 10 right now. That would be best graphic novels. And full disclosure, because it's the hashtag dork podcast, these are going to be more superhero related uh, than not. Like if you if you Googled best graphic novels, you're going to find a lot like Mouse and, you know, all the... Mouse was really... And they're great. And they are. They are. But these ones, you're probably not going to have as many. So uh, who went first? You went first. So I will go first this time. I'm going to go with Batman The Long Halloween. Love it. Uh, a book that whether you're a diehard Batman fan and you somehow missed it, or if you're new to, to graphic novels, this is one that you can grab. A ton of villains, amazing story. I'm going to go. My second, my the the next pick for me would be clearly Watchmen. Yep. Um, 100%. Not only the not only one of the best graphic novels of all time, but also one of the greatest literary works of all time, in my opinion. As a matter of fact, it really time is. Magazine put Time Magazine put it in the top ten of all time. Yeah. No, and it should so, be. It's un, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable story, unbelievable book. It is. It is long too. Like you got to sit down. Like you got to. You're going to do a lot of reading in that. And I know people are like, oh, there's pictures. Like, well, no, there's. This is a good story. There's a lot going on here. Um, I'm going to go with Preacher. Nice Preacher, which I feel like is much better than the TV show. The TV show is okay. The comic book is amazing, or the graphic novel is amazing. So give me give me Preacher. Uh, My Batman pick, and this was tough because I was going between two, but I think. In terms of 
character, I think my favorite, my personal favorite, is The Killing Joke. Uh, no, nope. No. Dark Knight Returns. Dark, okay. Dark Knight Returns. All right. That makes sense. They, I didn't want to put two Alan Moores on there. Yeah, okay. However, I do believe The Killing Joke belongs in here, but I'll let... Um, that's my pick for Batman graphic novel. I feel like you. Knight. I feel like we could do a bunch of Batmans. In fact, I'm going to go with another one right now. I'm going to go with Batman Year One. Same Frank Miller. More Frank Miller. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, Frank Miller and Alan Moore. You could probably have a whole list of just the two of them. Yeah. You know, but so give me give me um, Year One. So that's number five. So number six. Old Man Logan. Nice. Nice. Which you will see in theatrical. Yes. Uh, a, a variation of it in in theaters. All right, number number seven. I'm going to go with American Vampire. I love it, Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. I know you you recently got on board. That's uh, I read them all. Tremendous, read them all in like a week. Yep. Tremendous collection. So give me American Vampire. Number eight, World War Hulk. Nice. Which I'm not a huge Hulk fan, but I found this is one of the coolest stories. Yeah. Of oh, for all sure. The Marvel Universe being like, holy shit, what did we do? Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah. that is, that is a good one. Number nine. I'm going to go with uh, Daredevil: Born Again. Oh yeah, it's another. It's another. It's another Miller. <laughs> but I don't John care. Romita, John Romita Jr. Yes. doing the art. Yeah, that, it, my favorite artist. Oh yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The guy is incredible. Yeah, um, and the last one I'm going to go with, um, I believe, is Marvel 1602. Oh, awesome pick, awesome yeah. pick. So there you go. There's our uh, our ten. Graphic novels into the uh, Hall of Fame. Batman the Long Halloween, Watchmen, Preacher, Batman the Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, Wolverine, Old Man Logan, American Vampire, World War Hulk, Daredevil Born Again, and Marvel 1602. And uh, we will say the Killing Joke does have a place in here. Killing Joke does, uh, Daredevil Yellow, uh, Under the Red Hood. I mean, there's a bunch, but yeah, that's a good list of ten for sure. Yeah. So get started, people. Get in there. Uh, Ryan Davey, I will, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I will get to the pick of the podcast here coming up shortly, but because of a time crunch, I will do that solo. But I wanted to thank and you I, for your time. I'm going to go watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nice. Which is on tonight. That's my pick of the podcast. Nice. How about that? There he is, Ryan Davey, with the uh, nice, beautiful segue into the pick of the podcast, which by the magic of podcasting has been recorded a little bit after the uh, the previous rest of the podcast. All right, here we go. It's the pick of the podcast, and it's brought to you by Idle Hands. That's our pick for local craft beer. You can check them out on Twitter, at Idle Hands Beer. Online, on the website, IdleHandsCraftAles.com. And if you're in the Boston area, head over to Malden, 89 Commercial Street. Pick up some of their good stuff. They got the change-up number three. Is my personal favorite. It's their IPA, which may be here to stay. I guess they're also working on a uh, change-up number four. Looking forward to, uh, to drinking that as well. But my pick of the podcast, sort of a twofer here. I'm a David Blaine fan. I know not everybody loves the David Blaine. I like David Blaine. Uh, he has a special, which I missed, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And then I rewatched it. was on demand. David Blaine Beyond Magic, I believe is what it's called, on ABC. Dude's like swallowing frogs and throwing up frogs. He's at a party with Stephen Curry, Dave Chappelle, Ashy Larry, and Drake. Just a... He's got uh, Margot Robbie. He blows her mind with something. Emma Stone's there. Patrick Stewart. How about Professor X? He's he's there with Brian Singer and I think Moby. Well, that's part. That's most of the magic. I don't know if I I don't. He does like some bullet catch stuff, which I could really take it or leave it. I would rather just a full hour special of him doing card tricks. Just show me all the card tricks. You know, I would I'd be more in, more interested in that than hey, he's throwing up frogs. 
but I did like it. And also, as a little heads up, I guess coming out December 1st on Netflix, David Blaine's Street Magic. If you missed that one, he does like some levitating. But a lot of card stuff, which is which is where I get on board. All right, that's going to do it for this episode, episode number 82 of Hashtag Dork, our Hall of Fame. Agree, disagree, let us know. You can tweet us at Dork Podcast. If you uh, have a lot to say, you can hit us up on the email, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. We have the blog where I try to update it with different trailers, TV, movie, video games, etc., some of the news and notes, plus a place to stream the podcast, and we will post all the uh, Hall of Fame picks there as well dorkpodcast.blogspot.com you can rate and subscribe on the iTunes, the Google Play all that stuff, the uh, the ratings and the uh, the comments all that stuff helps out the podcast uh, plus, oh, Davey as well, at D. that's where you can find Davey on Twitter and on Twitch where he's often on there doing some different uh, video games and things like that so that'll do it for this episode of Hashtag Dork, good luck getting Rogue One tickets